What's up, podcast listeners? Dustin Lee here. I'm a videographer on Team Gary and also manage Gary's Alexa skill. In today's episode, you'll get to hear six different teams pitch an Alexa skill to Gary. I'll make sure to jump in and let you know when a new team starts. Enjoy and let us know if you liked this episode by tweeting at Gary V. Up first is Team One. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Awesome. It's nice to meet you guys. Nice to Yeah, happy to help. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. So, our idea. You know the brief. I do. I do. Okay, so our, our the major idea was basically when it comes to citizen science and all the initiatives and the apps that exist, the biggest issue is that all of the data is completely fragmented, and you have apps that have like 30 users and not enough contributors, and you don't see like a holistic picture and image of what is actually happening globally. Yep. So we wanted to just tap into Instagram, because that is, people are already using it, we're meeting people where they already are, and it's the like, most influential like means of actually getting people like to come together and actually like help with this open cause okay so in terms of instagram what we wanted to do was so your choice of platform is predicated on where the end consumer is yeah because i think one of the things just as a hot take that's interesting about instagram is it's been less advocate me you know even the egg or the other things that have happened on it have been so like caught our attention because unlike twitter's first you know five years or continues to be or things we've seen on facebook scale like bucket challenge and things of that nature it's tough to point to inst- it's been interesting how the consumer's been i wonder if we're subconsciously protecting instagram as a place for not activism in a world of escapism of everything and I don't know if I'm right like one thing you'll appreciate in this time we have together I have no interest in um, you know I'm just trying to spitball as if I was one of the team members it might you know when I think about like the well you know as we talk more about what you're about to do with the sink if the well's vulnerable the whole thing breaks and one thing I would definitely just for 40 seconds after I'm gone like ask yourselves because it's obviously yours That is a super interesting insight. This is the one thing I do spend most of my time on. I believe there's potentially a subconscious bias right now to protect Instagram for escapism because every other channel is activism at scale and that gets, you know, heavy at times too. And if we're trying to build, you know, whatever you were about to say next on that back, you may be hitting a bigger friction psychograph-wise than we may anticipate. Something I'm thinking about. Keep going. Please. Because our angle yes. was that, like, our take on Instagram right now is the biggest criticism is that it doesn't represent real life. At all. At all. Lonelier than ever. They feel like they can't compare. It's like a compared despair type mentality. I totally understand. So if we could lean into that idea where it's like. The question becomes when you try to force yeah. instead of ride the wave, you lose. The, the reason 99% of the stuff here, even though it gets awarded, wins, yeah. is we're making a subjective point of view on hypothesis, not on actual reality. Yeah. So I think I think that's amazing, that, and I think it's clear to a lot of us that that's what's happening. We're all our PR agents on that world. The question is, do we need that? In a world where on Twitter we're fighting, in a world where, on, you know, it's something to think about. Well, so I also think there's like an interesting thing there because our whole, you're looking to like collect stuff about classic information, right? Yeah, keep going. Let's not get too hung up on this. Keep going. So we're going to be on Instagram. Go ahead. Post your like the classic information that you see around 
about and ultimately it would get aggregated onto a heat map and website where you can tap into like that location. Let's talk about that for a second. As an execution to that, do you feel like you need that? I mean, I feel like the like it's crazy that like the lack of friction, like like the like the the unbelievable disgust we have for like doing anything we don't have to do, like the amount of things I'm seeing real life, not the ad world, not our B2B world, but the amount of actually us going to aggregated like websites is like declining so rapidly. Just do we need it from a B2B standpoint? From a citizen standpoint, yeah. but I think there's multiple stakeholders, right? You have communities that would get pressure from based on the fact that they're kind of it's like a Yelp almost. Like yep. So to that point, which I think is a very valid point, do we want to create an engine that AI emails senators, mayors? You know, there might be, to your point, because I think it's a good one, I wonder instead of like, hey, we're going to dump it over here, we're going to have to put all this time and energy for you to be aware to even go over here, then you're going to see it, then we need social pressure for you to do something. I wonder if we can instead, potentially something for you to think about is, what if when there's hits critical mass of that many, that it automatically deploys awareness to the actual decision makers? That could be kind of cool. Yeah, that's a really big one, like... Like if we reach, let's say, 1,000 pictures in your community, we will fire an email. Like a like, hey. for each individual Instagrammer. Think about think about a mayor or to your, yeah. yeah. Think about somebody who's a decision maker. I'm not educated enough. Getting an email with four uh, 450 photos and actual people in location of their jurisdiction yeah. could be interesting. Yeah, like, yeah. Reporters. Yeah, it would be like stop ignoring the problem because if there are people are anyway. Keep going. Sorry. I yeah. just got excited. Yeah, I told you. Well, we're definitely excited. excited. We want you to get excited. So I feel like I almost want to go back to this Instagram thing because a lot of our campaign and the awareness is hinged on the fact that people like would be in. So let's start idea. with this. Listen, you guys are smart. You wouldn't be here. People are so fucking precious with their photo feed. Stories is one thing. You guys, like, nobody's putting out content on their regular Instagram because everyone's turned it into a fucking museum. Yeah. Right? So I think one of the frictions you have right away yeah. is people don't want to fuck with their feed. It's crazy. It's the worst thing happening. Forget about the PR part. We've, we've, Instagram has eliminated creativity by giving us a stories platform where we throw away content there, but, like, the insanity of people overthinking that, my concern, if I would, you know, I was... When I do things like this, I'm always like, I'm a partner in this team versus like, hey, this is what you should do. I'm worried. That's one thing. Forget about even my thought that it needs to be a place of positivity or fake. I'm worried that you won't even, even if they're the, even fucking the biggest activist is overthinking her or his fucking feed. That's another friction point that at least is worth debating. And I will say on the flip side, though maybe not as currently sexy, Twitter is a place where people feel the most compelled to kind of make change might be worth debating. I don't know. Yeah. It's a kind of like quick hypothesis. And if we use it in the stories, they disappear in 24 hours. That's right. We're not going to achieve what we want. You're not going to be able to... No, defi- uh, the no because the, here's the deal. Please. You put your story. Yes. We, through an algorithm, we pull your image, then we take it to Amazon. How are you going to create the submission? Put a hashtag in the story. Yes, that is one. That is the only way. And then I think the question becomes: You're going to get a lot of dirty data. Like, what's the motivation? How are we going to communicate to people that they have to do that? 
That goes with the uh, part of the initial campaign. That no, but no matter how much money one spends, even if you crush it, like, how much, you know, like, I'm trying to, like, I don't know, like, what, I, I think you'll appreciate this. When I think about my, anything that's worked for me and why I get, why I have the luxury of sitting here and spending time with you, it's that I'm always so unbelievably user-centric. I don't even think about anything else. I don't think about anything. I know. I don't even know anything else. There, you'd be stunned how little I know. I'm thinking about the functionality and the friction. Here's my bigger question: Why? If any, I'm asking you, why are we forcing it into Instagram? I think is the question. You know, like like that's that becomes the question. It might not be right or wrong. Yeah. I, because of the image recognition. Yeah. Because, I don't think that's not because Instagram is the the biggest source of images right now. I think it's also because of disruption. I think we wanted to create a movement and a trend that it's going to cause disruption. Right, so you're saying in the counteraction to my point, which is right, if we make something pop in Instagram, given that it's the current place of culture, it will have the most... I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't... Which is, you'll appreciate the double side of that argument. I couldn't agree with you more, hence why you need to be tight as fuck of how are you actually going to get this to happen because the cost of entry to penetrate is enormous. And this is always the debate of, do we break the normal patterns and we get awareness and that's why it works? Or, you know, for example, I'll give you an example. Very early in Twitter, and you may want to Google this when you go back to the lab, there was something called Color Wars on Twitter in 2007. You guys were all like five years old, but this is what happened. It was very early Twitter, and there was something called Color Wars, and basically everybody on Twitter broke up into like five or six teams and all changed their avatar to one of those colors. I being the ridiculous character I am and big Jets fan and wanted to be green, somebody already, New York Jets, somebody wanted to be, I, somebody wanted to be, somebody took green already, so I created the very green team and we ended up winning because I had a big footprint and I spent all my time trying to win. Um, but, you know, we saw it a little bit years later with Red, the nonprofit. One of the things that you, one of the other things is you know, taking a picture of pollution, I wonder if you guys can think about doing something like just the color blue. Like, just like, I wonder if there's something to be done. Correct. You know, one of the, you know, when I saw that, you know, I was like, oh my god, they used the core tactic of very early Twitter, 07 to 08. That, like, for all of its shortcomings, which are well documented, the upfront funnel of awareness, that works when you break patterns. Even images, and I believe you, at scale, if I see a lot of pollution or recycling, that would probably catch my attention. But, it, but always think about how to eliminate the most friction to really get this movement. Something else worth debating, just a random thought out of left field. It's interesting because we even started posting it like, as to start pulling the data. Everybody on my Instagram handle was like sending messages to friends, to friends being like, is Marissa like, mentally ill? Like, What's happening? Not a joke. Like people were so wrong by it because it was so just like disruptive and out of character. Couldn't Sorry, agree with like a one minute shit. I think we could talk about this yeah. all day. That's why I agree with what you're doing. The question is, you're doing it because you're incentivized right now to do it for this project. Right, right. If your best friend was sitting here and said, "Yo, would you actually do it in Instagram in your feed?" That is the fucking million dollar question for you. Yeah. Random question: If a celebrity did it first and created a team, a celebrity. Team Angelina. Team Leo. We live in a celebrity culture. Yeah. So I always think a celebrity, and and my point of view, a group of celebrities always has a prayer of starting something. 
That's just the truth of the world we live in. So the celebrities look good because they're uh, they are doing something for the environment. And, and back to your point, I would argue when if you're going to go into detail, pick a celebrity who's never done anything. I'm tired of Angelina Jolie standing on a soapbox. Got it? I love her. I'm making that as a cynical statement. Do not. Uh, the answer is cool. Leo's fucking the worst person, in my opinion, if you're trying to penetrate. Because that's all like, right? You know, like him. Correct. You want to stop me? You want to, you know, this is what you're doing. So the Leo, like, you try, you know, even Cardi at some level has blended into that a little bit. So, but, but again, this is subjective call. You're, but like Leo to me would be like the only person I'd be comfortable saying let's not do him because that's how he talks, which means it's muted. So, yeah. so you think that the shallow is the celebrity ever? I think I, I, I would think at scale, and I would think at uh, long tail, and I would think about redefining celebrity. As you guys know, the pe- people we just all mentioned, nowhere close to the biggest people on Instagram. Oh yeah, that, that's why. Yeah, I was thinking like. I know what you're thinking. Bad cop and tell you All right, guys. sorry, Matt. Okay. Time is. I was thinking. Is up. No, you got it. Go there. Next team two. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice hat. Steven. Are you a Toronto guy? Uh, I grew up there. Hi. Hi. So nice to meet you. How are you? Nice to meet you. Tyson. Tyson, so nice to meet you. Mike. Mike, how are you? Yeah. But you're pumped about the Raptors? Oh, that was, oh my gosh. Unreal. That was a country Unreal. win. We had that was a country win. In the cold oh, the biggest fan. You, if, if you've even visited Canada at this point, you're a Raptors fan. No, totally. yeah, oh, yeah. Everybody. Amazing what they, yeah. All right, let's rock and roll. All right. So what we are doing is uh, tackling the problem, what's in my drinking water? I apologize. Uh, we're tackling the, the issue, what's in my drinking water, is the high-level brief. And uh, essentially we want to tackle the issues of water quality data and having it accessible to people. So we're using Alexa to develop a set of voice-powered test kits and a Alexa skill that people can report things about their water to Alexa. So and if you can picture the kit, just being a, taking what's a very complex, intimidating system of water quality tests. People will order them online. It comes with all these files. We want to simplify that. A simple test about chlorine with a voice command on the outside. You say, Alexa, start my water test for chlorine. And she walks you through the whole process, stripping away all of the kind of minutia of PPMs of copper and just something simple. Which color box does it look closest to? Box three. All of the data is not really... So you're using the visual play. Exactly. And you're using the Alexa. We're like, using uh, Alexa to, to strip away all the pain points and complications. So you don't have to read the instructions yeah. of being like, hold it in the water for two yeah. seconds. She's going to tell you that yeah. while you're doing it. We so have each test like, built out. and uh, Yeah, so if you can picture the kit that you received, you... So you get this kit. Yeah. You bought it. So we're, in terms I'm of the marketing, in, in a developed country, yep. this would be similar to like a 23andMe. You're yep. someone who wants peace of mind at home. We've stripped it down to two voice commands on the reference strip. If you ordered one of these online. On a very serious note, what is the serviceable market, you think, of people wanting to test their water that have to devote three minutes to it? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not... Let me let me actually establish this since we're jamming. I think we're now on the same team. I have no interest in being one of these people that swoops in and tries to act like an expert. I'm just genuinely like I'm genuinely curious what you guys think. Like developing world or no, the developed world. Yeah, in a developed world. None. In a non. The punchline here is in a non-developed world. Everybody. Yeah. I got it. 
you, help, yeah. you by asking the question that you put me in the right mindset. Let's keep going. But, right. I, but I think in the developed world too, you know, you know, look at Twenty Three and Me. Like people, Twenty Three Me is you're gonna figure fuck out who your like long lost cousin is, or if but you're actually Jewish. Like a lot of these things are like to know if like a spirit. You know what I mean? You itchy and stuff. People want to know like, oh man, I guess that's why I can't eat pickles. Yep, keep going. And, you know, I think I don't want to yeah. because we have limited time, but I feel suffice. Keep going. But exactly. So yeah, we're we're taking something like this that people would never yep. do, and we want. How to big is that market? The market is, it's the insecurity of tap water. So you, you very, I've heard you say it before on your vlog. Bottled water, invented, <laughs> yeah, in, a, yeah, invented yeah. in a boardroom. People are like yep. shifting human behavior by just repackaging something simple. And we want to tip the scale the other way because right now it's bottled water versus question mark. And how long does that take? The, most of the kits are about two and a half minutes. So we're trying to lower the barrier to entry by it's just having it one contaminant or a few contaminants in each instead of saying, test your full Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. So it's like... Let what it, actually matters, yeah, right? Yeah, check it for lead or check it for yeah, yeah. right away. And uh, yeah, so we're able to take like this complicated process and if you get lost at any point, just say the voice command on the, the part that you're at. So with this, we have the, the base platform and that's working in a developing world we think we can you know market it with those low barrier entry costs but in a undeveloped world we convert the whole Alexa thing using uh, Alexa Poly into a phone based system where we could put literally a poster with a phone number so that someone could report passive things just like you know my water looks brown and Alexa can walk them down to say brown water could be a sign of high iron an NGO is going to deliver a kit. In the meantime, make sure you boil your water. So our system is called My Water, and it's essentially starting from the like very high quality data down to whether you're at home, even in your apartment, you just say, Alexa, the water tastes acidic. These little kind of passive data entries are some of the first signs of something like a Flint, whereas people have no one to tell it to. There could have been nine people in Flint that just said, water tastes a little, a little funny, but... Who are they going to tell? If, if she says nine people have reported that there's acidic water in your, she can send that to the municipalities or someone who can actually improve things and make pre- preventive. The insight is essentially there's seven billion water sensors walking around on this earth. People can taste, smell, see stuff. We just need to find a way for them to report it, and that can all be. Totally understand. We're using the humans as the sensors. The awareness to how to get them to know and then eliminating the friction for them to actually do it. You know, it's like the privacy issue, right? Like, we don't care. Like, everybody wants us to care, we don't. That's the punchline of the privacy issue. I think that's, you know, back to my earliest energy. In the, you know, the question becomes, in the non-developed world, how even even posters and phone numbers is this actually more because uh, I'm on the board of Charity Water and spent a lot of time on this. This may be more of a B two B function for your distribution strategy there than actually a consumer marketing function. Like we may need to tap into like a, please. Yeah, so we see the the kits themselves being brought by the NGOs, but the reporting of a has a to be the user issue has to be the user. Call this yeah. number because I mean, phones even, are something they do. Schools in the developing world. Right, you, you go to a school in the developing world to like kids take these tests home and then they're also educating their parents to be like, Hey yep. mom, if the water is tastes like fish, call this number and, and that'll like start the, the this, I understand. this could be the science project. Talk to me about in the US and the super developed world how what your go to market strategy would be? Right, so launching the Alexa skill, the in like kind of a freemium model, the you can always just report these passive things if you want to just contribute or know that 
there's not a water crisis happening. Water, my Alexa, my water looks cloudy. The moment you do that, she said, cloudy water could be a sign of chlorine. Would you like to order a test to... Talk to me before even that happens. So, so, the, so the thing, like, whenever, like, you see, like, something happening in your water, what's the first thing you do? You either Google it or you look at something. Yeah. So, knowing when the, when the consumer is going to be, or, like, when the person is going to be needing that information is when we can get to them. So, like, whenever they know that the water's, the water is being, like, cloudy or whatever, they can go on Google, we can have something there, like, whether it's SEO or, like, SEM to, like, be there. And then yeah, they can I, actually I, go in. So, you think, you think more utilitarian? You think, you think but we do have some clever distribution methods in like a, if you think of like an Amazon add-on program yep with these things being like letter mail real small if you could just picture during a $25 checkout why not just add a home kit worried if there's arsenic in your water or peace of mind really playing into that so if you have like-minded big retailers you could try to get these in the, in the, in the progressive world like how much is the water debate like growing on the coasts in America and the high net worth communities like do you feel like thinking from a branding standpoint for more awareness is is it gaining momentum? Well, I think I think part of the reason that bottled water is still a problem for the environment is because people do have that big question mark, right? So it's like, you know, right. people, even people who are environmentally minded, they're like, oh, I want to drink tap, but I'm not sure that it's good for me, right? I'm yeah. not sure what's in it. There's such a blurred Those line big of, beverage companies did a good job scaring yeah, us. Yeah. It's such a blurred they line. They sure did. Restoring yeah. that trust in the tap. Because there's people who blur that line. They probably, like, make tang with top wa- tap water, but then they drink Fiji, and they don't yeah. think of it as the same. Because it's, it's status. It's, 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 yeah, exactly. it's status. So the moment, if you can, like, status. build a bit of a brand and restore the trust in what's actually in there, because no one does know. And it's even in situations like the Flint thing, the municipalities reading... It's drinkable. What happens then after it goes through the pipes? These sure. are happening in your house. I mean, if, if, you, Please. Drunk, if you drunk the tap water here, yeah. Uh, no, but I, but I do drink tap water. I just haven't, like, like, been in a position to drink tap water in the last twelve hours. You know, I mean, is it bad? Because I like. I take a ton of water intake on my teeth <laughs> brushing. <laughs> we tested it. It's good. We tested it. You're good, yeah. But I mean, the thought would be is that you could just ask Alexi to ride here and be like, hey, is yeah. it tap water in Kansas City? And the collective information the would collective, say, yeah. Yeah, so that, that database we're building allows travelers no, to I, just, Honestly, I love the fuck out of like 15 years from now when this is all at scale. Yeah, yeah. Where like you're yeah. just talking to a fucking robot all day long. Yeah. Just getting all the curiosities out of your system. Yeah. yeah. No, really. I mean, I couldn't be more excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's really First good. is the friction of getting the data into the ecosystem, which is, you know, I do think, to your point, this is an intent-based, like, there is a lot of intent-based, like, if I saw weird water, if I saw, and the only way, I, I would probably never react to taste, even though I grew up on wine taste, I, I, or maybe I've never really tasted water yeah. that, you know, is obvious that. to yeah. that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so just a time check, one minute. Okay, anything, speed round, anything else that we didn't touch on that you may want to get a yeah, I guess curiosity on or a take on? Us, we didn't touch on it, is that a lot of those, once the database is at scale, it is meant to be a very, uh, you can check up on things. If you were traveling to Cannes, out of curiosity, yeah. hey Alexa, can I'll I'll be honest with you, here? back to like really giving a shit about getting things really done, yeah. we are so far away from scaled anonymous uh, osmosis usage of Alexa. Like, that's their problem, and they got more years to go on that. Yeah. That's fucking five years away, four years away, if everything goes perfect. Yeah. So yeah. let's really focus on getting people to even... That's going to be the punchline. I think a lot of the best apps and, like, executions yeah. are the people that are building the clean data for years, and then when the 
fucking consumer is using it at scale, creating the front facing against this library yeah, yeah. is the advantage. So I would just focus, like, you know, you maybe for the competition that? you gotta do something. Yeah, but I think even the if intent base is like good. A, say 47 people in Cannes did a home test for a peace of mind at home. You're a traveler. You leverage that 47 home test to say, based on 47 tests, it seems pretty good to drink. Maybe she could even benchmark it to New York tap water and say, is that useful as a traveler? I, I, I think of- this is where you can get nerdy in your own shit. Yeah. Like, at its most basic, <laughs> 99% of the world actually just gives a fuck of, like, is this safe? Can I have it? And then, even then, once you prove it, you're gonna we're going to be very greatly disappointed by humans who are still going to bi- drink water out of plastic bottles because yeah. it's status. Yeah. And until the status is the water bottle yeah. instead of the plastic, we will be fucked. Yeah, true. Oh, true. Well, doing true. true. Yeah. Which is why building the stat. But while everybody works on shit like this, I'm going to try to build status of the of the water bottle, the yeah. container, because yeah. that's what's yeah. actually going to fix yeah. the issue. Yeah. Yeah. That's real life. Yeah. Cool. Thank awesome. you. Thank you, sir. Awesome. Thanks. Pleasure. Pleasure. Here's team three. Hello, gang. Hi. Hi. Rita. Rita. Gary. Hi, it's Steven. Steven. Hello, Petra. Petra, nice to meet you. Esther. Esther, so nice to meet you. Mark. Mark. I'm just a friend of Freeze. How are you, bro? Good to see you, bro. All well? As well. Everything's happening. It's awesome, man. Great to see you. Hi, team. Hi. Hi. Go ahead. So, we are the water guys. The water meter, actually. Uh, so basically, uh, our problem is that people use plastic bot- uh, bottle water all over the world. We boat it every day and throw out all the plastic bottles. Uh, while the water coming from our tap is also safe, so uh, we should somehow show people that they should drink from the tap instead of the bottle water. Understood. And uh, that's why we found out that uh, we should deliver a product which can solve that lives in, on a daily basis while the product can uh, transfer data to scientists to get some information uh, from the households uh, how, how the water is in the I understand. Yeah. So we champion the tap water, we know that it's safe, free and green in a lot of developed places of course. Like here in Cannes. Yes. And so our problem is, or our, our goal is, to market a sensor that people can put on their tap. How easily? Like that. Keep going. Yes. Uh, to tell you with a light, like green, yellow, or red light, whether it's drinkable, to get that barrier off the table that it might not be safe. I understand. Uh, and with every sensor you buy from Amazon, we also would send uh, the same sensor in a bracelet to the same world, third world countries, where they also need to monitor uh, water quality. So it's like a double. Yeah, but uh, the bracelet. One more time, I want to understand that. Is an easier version of the of the huge uh, sensor that you can put on your tap. And so they, in the it's just a bracelet that you can use uh, uh, and it has three uh, colored signs. If Same. it's green, you can drink light. it. If, if it's uh, red, you can't. If it's yellow, you should feel it. So, you know, it's funny. I, I'm a well member for Charity Water, so I've spent a lot of time on this issue. That information, so I'm in Uganda, uh, you know, I'm in, uh, you know, these kind of places. I, I put the water on, I assume, yeah. or however I do it. Yeah. Where does that information go into a place where the infrastructure isn't in place to do anything about it? We thought of an eSIM card that sends an SMS 
Yeah, we can play some ECM, so digital yep. ECM, and it can send an SMS to, to uh, via SMS the data what we collected to the bracelet, and we can send it back to them. Yeah, because we can use, if it's red, the data... It's red. To When it's red, who's it go to? Uh, it goes to the... The data? Or yeah, yeah, the, the data. Data is going to uh, centralize database. No, no, to whom on the other side of consuming that data. Because So I think one of the things that I'm passionate about is trying to make something actually happen for real, yeah. not just for the sake of competition. So I'm just curious. To whom, so I think one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is to whom? Well, we want to, to do about what? With citizen science, so that was one of the parts of our project that we want to actually have a place, an app, or for example, an app where you collect globally data on drinking water, on tap water quality. So. All right, let's bounce because I don't want to get too hung up on this. Yeah. So basically, our campaign will start uh, with Amazon because. Do you Amazon think? Do you think? Let's. Yeah. Let's. I apologize. This is very important, actually. Uh, so I think I like what you're doing quite a bit because I think it's low friction, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think a lot of stuff I've already seen, too much friction, yeah. game over. Yeah. So I love low friction. Here's a very important question. Do you think that people don't use plastic bottles because they think the tap water is not safe? Or do you think that they use plastic bottles because when they carry yes. or because it's status? No, of course. I think of course. Also, because there are brands, it's a whole industry. Like we've read a lot about how the bottled water is a whole industry, building brands and the prestige. Of- yeah, Petra. But there, uh, there are statistics that they say that uh, they try to sell tap water to because they want to make you believe that uh, it's safer and it's uh, healthier and it's better quality than tap water. So which bottled is not water true. actually contains tap water. I'm all ocean. So yeah. You're preaching. People drink it not like status as like okay I'm cool if I drink it. It's they drink it because they think okay it must be better than drinking from yeah. tap. But if we are doing a campaign and we are working on uh, like uh, to make tap water cool and uh, give a solution for people to be to feel safe. Maybe it will always show green, or I don't know. Once in a year, it will show yellow. Like in our countries, it won't be ever red, you know. But it can like uh, secure you that what you are drinking is safe and, uh, and remind you that why buy the bottles if you can drink out of them. I understand. How are you going to build awareness around the item? Uh, first of all, we will use Amazon because Amazon uh, with this with the packages are going to the households. So we will use the Amazon packages and put a little pack of uh, water meter uh, there. It's it's just an offline version of uh, our future product. So actually, they can use it like it's a testing kit. They can just put it uh, in the water and then they go to a website and scan uh, this paper uh, sheet. And uh, they can check the data, what comes up. How much is the competition judging the practicality of your of your marketing plans? For example, getting on the boxes of Amazon is an awfully expensive and highly political process. Feasibility is one of the criteria. Yeah, yeah. okay, so, cool. So, I mean, it's, cool. if it's not possible, then... That means it's possible, but it. I mean, you know, the box real estate on Amazon is... 
I feel like I'm more likely to become the president of the United States <laughs> as somebody who wasn't born in America yeah. than being able to penetrate the landscape of the Amazon box. <laughs> it's a very, it's the most important real estate in the world. But no problem. Yeah. I'm just, that's why I'm asking. Yeah. I didn't know. I just want to make sure you yeah. think about that. But we wouldn't, I don't think we would do it but I love, yeah, I don't want to take away from your very time, but mm-hmm. I mean, I love the idea of being... Are you guys starting to do micro? Like, like when, are these national and global campaigns or are there micro, yeah. Um, not that I've heard of. Yeah, keep going. Like cool, I don't want to waste, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm worried about. Anyway, so, keep going. Also, we believe that if we collect all of these measurements from the taps, from the bracelets, from, from anything, uh, also we'd like to map and synchronize or synthesize all of the governmental data because they are also checking the tap holders and we will collect all of these uh, sources into one place and, and show Cross-reference of what's happening. They ha- Their data is before the pipes that come to us and that's why we can match against that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, that's right. We, but we can show it. No, that's right. We, we can present that. Guys, 100%. if you go to France, if you go to Britain or if you go to Poland, you can use tap water because we believe that most of the people are using bottled water while they're traveling because... You know, if you come to Hungary, you will see. Okay, well, not me, because I've been okay. there a bunch of times buying <laughs> Tokai, but uh, most people, you're right. Okay. And the other part is that uh, this is B2C, but we have a B2B part where uh, we would like to uh, contact uh, global uh, horeca chains, like big companies who are using uh, bottled water and selling bottled water and offering example, bottled water. You know, they are preparing bottles into the minimars. Hotels, restaurants, and cafes to yep. buy the sensor. Yep. To buy the, the sensor channel. and uh, communicate that they are, like, a really uh, how, how environment. Much, how much friendly. have you thought about the sensor itself from a status or branding point of view? You know, because it's so small. I don't even know if there's an opportunity practically to do it. But one of the things I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm like, you know, it's amazing how the world actually works. Like, it... This is worth $1 trillion. This is why we're all here, right? Like, like, I'm just trying to think about, like, you know, the normal thought is to make the sensor small and easy as possible. Yeah. And then I'm going and saying, wait a minute, maybe the sensor should be more like Tiffany's. It should yeah. be one solid color. You know, yeah, maybe it needs to... Okay, and it's not. And actually the so I think the design of that product idea, could be really interesting. Like the idea that we uh, entered, yeah, it was the, bris- the bracelet. The bracelet. So actually, in the first part, wait a minute, just a second. The first, in the first part, it was the bracelet, yes. and then we decided to put it on the tab. I understand. But if you, if we want to do it a status quo, then the bracelet is better because it's visible. There, you have. the problem there is, and yeah, well, the problem there is in places that need a bracelet for brown water, status matters less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I'm worried about where we actually yeah. consume plastic bottles. I, I will, this is something I've been spending a lot of time on. Uh, one minute time check. Both as a charity water mem- well member and also as PepsiCo being one of my big clients. Yeah. So I'm sitting, you know, I get to sit on, right? I really think this is a branding exercise. You know, mm-hmm. like, they're, they're, you know, I'm trying to think about, this has always been the same. People care about themselves and we try to go altruistic and I'm trying to lean into selfishness to achieve a bigger goal. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you know, uh, so, so... Do you think please. it would be easier to use the bracelet all over? No. Because nobody okay. need. they don't need it from a utility okay. standpoint. 
but I, but I, which notice how my brain went to the thing. So I'm like, hmm, if you did get the 50, if you got the Soho house, if you got the new house, if you got the places of status to use it, and you see it there, and you make it in a way, it's designed in a way that like you really know it's that. Mm -hmm. One solid color or some logo. Is that now subconsciously delivering in your mind that I want this in my house too? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think yeah, that maybe B two B, maybe B two B is even the way to gateway B two C. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what we were talking about. It, yeah. But then we had a See? problem with the citizen science part. Like, how do you get a lot of people to provide their data? Well, well, the point is, if you use B two B to use a gateway to B two C, then the B two C creates yeah, the data. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, you know, Netflix, yeah. Netflix used delivering CDs in the mail. To eventually become the most important video, you know, sometimes you try to boil the ocean up front. Yeah. It's the same reason I still think that, look, fear is a funny way to sell. And right now you're selling fear. Believe, one way or another, that's what you're selling. And I'm just trying to think if there might be some other angle. You know, I, th- yeah, I always take these things. You know, when I do. Please. You have to be careful what's in your water and saying like, oh, you're cool to drink. Two totally different things. Two totally different. I agree. Yeah, we should do it. I just think I, I, because I think the, I think the first one's much smaller than you think. Yeah. It just, you know, yes, you'll get some extreme socially liberal people who will think it's cool and this and that, but there's a level of practical, like subconsciously. Everybody in France and everybody in America and everybody in England and everybody in Hungary, like people know it's safe. It's convenience and status. Yeah. Nobody's like, oh, I'm so scared. It's convenience and status. Yeah. And you know, like altruistically, ideologically, we'd like to think like it's safe or like do the right thing. So we want to make it cool rather than convince them it's safe. Always. Yeah. You, none of you are wearing shoes based on a utilitary nature of the shoe. <laughs> yeah. You are it's not. I'm sure it is. It's very but Yes, I'm sure. But, 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 it just ma- like, like, it's real. It's how humans work. And it's something that I think we need to lean into more. You know, we get caught when we're in such a mission here to do the right thing. We go too much doing the right thing while our skills are marketing and positioning. Yeah. At the end of the day, I never care about anything but the end result. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye bye. Here's Team Four's pitch. Hi, guys. Hi. How are you? Very good. It's great. I'm enjoying it very much. Awesome. What do you guys got going on? So we're the we're the garden buddies from Bucharest. Very nice. Beautiful. We are dealing with this problem of uh, the decline of insect population. Of what? Insect population. population. You know, it's a it's a big problem. It's a domino effect. No, no, I'm aware. It's gonna affect us all. Um, but then this happens because researchers don't actually have access to an aggregated data of what's happening around the globe. Yes. So what we want to do with uh, citizen science, we want to open up this research. So what if every household can be a scannable microclimate that can give researchers access to this very necessary data uh, while also, of course, bringing something to the people? The way we want to do this is have this... Fun part. Uh, fun, the fun part. 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 The fun part.
So first we want to have these sensors, so it's a kit that you can uh, purchase online, you can build it yourself or have it already built. Which is going to be your, yeah, and it's going to be put inside your body, which can look like a gnome yourself. Yep, like it. And you put it in the garden, these sensors scan everything, it's a place and stuff on the cloud. Uh, through Wi-Fi, 4G, or NFC connected to your phone. Uh, once the data is in the cloud, the researchers have access to it. Yeah, we have a beautiful, have a beautiful presentation. <laughs> By the way, honestly, like, you know, I understand that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's maybe because I'm in this world, but what like... Hap- and the thing is that what happens to you, the sick man, which is uh, your fun part, is the fact that you have a buddy in your garden, which is basically your garden AI, sort of. And you can start playing with it because we want to create an end user uh, app, which is gonna work like uh, imagine like a tycoon, like a, uh, I understand. Okay, so you do you do you believe you need to do that? You know what's funny? Out of all the pictures so far, and this is how I invest. Yeah, I think you have less friction than others. I know you're adding right. bells and whistles okay. with like your buddy can move and your friend and it's your Tomagotchi. I understand where you're going. Okay. The reality is I think your value prop of like you know what's great about this? If you have a if you have a backyard, yeah. there's a common sense which I always trade on, understanding that the insect variable is part of the equation. Yes, yeah, of course. And so unlike where all these things die, which is, hey, be a better citizen for the world, which everybody basically says, fuck you, I've got my own problems. Yeah. What I like about this is, this can, I think if you can make the promise of it enhancing their lawn quality, of their vegetable, like, which I believe. So like, and sex, what you did yeah. well is like, and we're gonna put it in some sort of thing that you already do, we put yeah, gnomes yeah. and all that bullshit, yeah. good. You know, I almost, know, and this is just, I'm just trying to figure it out, I'm just brainstorming with cool. you. I almost feel all the other stuff you're about to say potentially confuses it. Okay. And the simplicity of like, I don't give a fuck about my lawn in my one home, but like I would probably do that if I was if I was aware that it existed. Yeah. It just it's such a simple value proposition that your lawn, vegetables, and general environment, like I don't even want to know about me chipping into saving the world. I have watched because I spend a lot of time on nonprofit boards. I'm a marketer. I have I'm pretty socially liberal. I have watched people try to tell people how to live their lives, try to go to some big, huge, boil the ocean of the world, and it never hits. Yeah. What hits is, you give a shit about your life. Yeah. This is very simple yeah. and makes, I would, I would tell you, and I could be wrong, this is, I'm okay. trying to add value in my 10 minutes, I would say make it as selfish as possible to okay. their backyard, and you have a much better chance of then getting people to buy in, which gives you much more data at scale. You just care about the data. Yeah, yeah, too. too you know, yeah. one of the reasons I'm controversial in ad world is I care about the business. Of course the creative is the variable, but like, there's a bunch of people about to win awards and the business isn't doing well. To me, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Same here, it's like, you just want the data. Like, your big punchline is getting into people's backyards for the aggregate, you please. you is nicer plans that are well tended, you can uh, start your sprint. Your kid may have less fuel, like everything about, you say to somebody, hey, you can save the world because on this issue that you don't even know about, we have an insect, they've already stopped hearing. If you can say, you can make your kid less sick. 
Yeah. What's great about this is you can personalize it. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. Would you make a tiny garden body with yourself? Because you can 3D print. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, I'm... <laughs> Listen, I'm always interested in seeing myself. That's my biggest problem. Uh, I, so, you, know, for, you know, can create the first Vayner body. I'm in. If that helps you guys, I'm in. But I, but I think, I think what would be more likely, like if this was at scale and this hit the culture, I probably wouldn't do that. Because ironically, even though I love to film, it's more for the end user. For me personally, it'd probably be more a Jets player. It'd be more interest graft than kind of narcissism. Uh, you know, uh, um, that's where my intuition leads. Oh, don't worry, because everything is the... the Casing, the outer casing is 3D printed, so you can make the design be anything. Yeah. I totally so understand. If you want to make it with yourself, or you totally have, understand. have the supreme brand on your. I totally whatever, understand. It's I would just say, from a comm standpoint, debate making it more personalized. Every time we go altruistic, we lose everyone. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Something to think about. Also, we're adding a gamification mechanism for the end user. Yeah, for the scalability, so it yeah. has more benefits for the consumers and yeah, so other types of have consumers. Fun. Because they have fun with the qu- the, that's the question you need to ask yourself. I want to make sure that you don't spend too much development time and wasted energy on trying to make something fun that somebody naturally doesn't necessarily want to play with. That's the one thing, I'm, that's why I'm kind of giving up probably, you know, in a lot of ways, the pitch was so clean and so right that I'm like, good. And then, uh, you know, sometimes we over-feature things to non-success. Again, my intuition is that there are far more people that would buy this if the message in our marketing was, we can make your, your tomatoes healthier and juicier. We can make your kids not sneeze as much. All if you put this in the back versus, and then once you put it in the back, you can have your little guy go through a virtual world. Like, I'm like, fuck, that's gonna take up my time. I don't wanna do that. So, just... You know, overselling the entertainment value as a value prop. I've watched a lot of businesses lose when their product was best because they've over featureized or over communicated. Oh, because you feel like you have extra tests to do, yeah. and you don't want to do that. You, you just want to. Your we do very bad job in marketing around human psychology. Sometimes keeping it, just do it, really worked. Yeah. So, you know, I think um, one, you know, the thought of now virtually interacting with my, my little buddy starts adding heavy layers that are no way going to be more valuable than me doing escapism with video games or my own app or TV. And now you've brought that into my mind versus the utility nature of making my quality of my life better. That's just kind of intuitively what I'm seeing here. Mm-hmm. I know it kind of goes right to the core of buddy and all that, but it's something to think about. Why we've got to this is we, we also need to incorporate the donation mechanism. Okay. So that's why bringing a gamification mechanism in is like the premium way of games. Or you could just work on a little less margin and take a percentage of the sales and have your donation mechanism. Okay. You could. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know what the rules like are. Buy an extra accessory for it, or something like that, or you get a fancier model, so you pay. Extra or, or unlike ninety nine percent of the four good businesses now that inflate their price to give back and are a bunch of jerk offs, yeah. you yeah. actually just work on a little less margin. You know, you know the red. <laughs> uh, you, you know the red the iPhone. Yes. It's kind of like something similar to that. Like you get the green uh, garden body, and then yeah. you have the. There's donation. a lo- There is I, again. I think you can probably hear from all my advice. I'm like eliminate friction for the customer. Okay. Right? Working on slightly less margin and taking percentage and just donating it, that's us doing something and we went on volume, not I have to buy a second piece or this and that or 
something just I think a lot about. And friction. Okay. By the way, it's really funny to say that under the scope of what Amazon has done. Amazon's great gift has been eliminating friction. Yeah, true. That's how they won. Free shipping, Prime, like speed of delivery, what they're going to do next with ne- last mile, play. one click play. Like it's yeah. all Dash been. Buttons. I'm about to launch a company that I haven't, been, I haven't been more excited than yesterday. I'm about to launch a company called. I'm, I'm being selfish now, but I just want to see your reactions. I'm launching. <laughs> I'm launching. I'm so literally, I would never do this, but I'm that excited. I'm launching something called Wine Text, which is literally the company that I want to put my own dad's business, at, even though it's my dad's business, out of business. Literally, we're going to text you an incredible wine deal every day. And all you have to do is reply with a number. That's it. Three. And you'll get three bottles. Like, just, that's how we now work, right? Texting. Wine text. Tell us how that works because... So that's what I would say. You, you, out of all the teams, this is a compliment. The value prop is much tighter for me right away. I have a feeling you're, sometimes in that simplicity and just being creative and being who you are, you might be making it more complicated than it is. Now we eliminate Eliminating friction. But friction is a macro thing. Even yeah. thought, even thinking that I have a buddy, it, like some people take that as a real responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Which makes them, I already have a dog. I don't fucking want, yeah. We don't need to be the Tamagotchi monster. That's true. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. What's up with that, Team 5? To get data from, for example, you can focus on pollution because you love to serve. So you can take photos of uh, the beach you love to go to every day, take 10 photos, and then we get data from that photo, and then we compare that data with existing data from uh, that like same place. That same place, and how it has changed over time for like the past week. And do you have any basis of a library, or this is the beginning of the building of the basis of the library? We can tap into actually existing data collection under Amazon, like AccuWeather. Yep. And and do you have the visualization of that data? Yeah, we plan to visualize the data by pulling up those photos from your everyday and also photos I mean prior, the data that they're sitting on. Oh, uh, there, there are some data collection uh, platforms that provide photos. So we can also put that in there. Okay. And then, so that's basically showing the people to understand the climate better visually. I understand. We know they don't understand heat maps, they don't understand. No, and contextual to them, right? They may not understand the global scope of it, but your beach, your garden, your, you know, trail that you walk or run, I understand that. Yeah, so we want to show them the change over time. And also... How are you going to encourage that kind of amount of work by the user? Yeah, so that's where the gamification comes in, where we ask people to post lots of photos. For example, 10 photos, you get to this uh, milestone, you get a badge, and then you get rewards from Amazon moments or Amazon credits that you can use to donate for to, uh, to Earth Day. Okay. And then maybe you get to 50, 50 photos, and then you get another badge, and then it, it's, you're entitled to bigger prizes. I understand. So selfish micro rewards to have you do selfless behavior. Yes. I like it. I believe in that. And then the bigger picture actually is in the future, with all that data we gathered, we want to compare the data from your area, from your local community, and then show you that with how, for example, how hot it is here in Canada. Yes. That's how much 
that's also how hot it is in the ice cap in the north, where ice caps are melting at a rapid speed, and that's how hot it is along the Ring of Fire, where volcanoes are erupting. So we, those are the things we believe that directly affect the people. So you think you can get me to care about climate by saying, as hot as it is here, it is in the ring of fire, and then that makes me do what? That, that makes people aware that there's an urgency to keep on, keep on sharing photos so that there's more data every day coming in and more help for the researchers to do something to help about it. But do you think that, um, I think that makes sense but I, I'm struggling with the connection of if I feel like it's so warm here, am I then like so appalled because I feel like it should be cold there that if it's that warm there, there's something in that that makes me say, wow, if that's the case, yes, I can see why it's melting quicker. Are you trying to make your contextual weather in your local market give you the connection point to believing in the justification of why? Makes sense. Leave with. That will, me being aware that it's that warm there compels me to continue because now I'm fearful because it shouldn't be that warm in the ice places that it is here where we're wearing shorts. And then actually at the end of it all, once, we, once you get all that data, Alexa suggested to turn to equal mode all of your devices because Alexa is interconnected. Have you, uh, I apologize, have you guys spent any time on trying to tackle the fact that it's become a political issue? So I think the biggest issue, like, back, like when I do these things, I actually want to try to do something about it. I'm not just here for like the sake of a competition. I think the biggest issue with climate is not, you know, collecting data, it's that half the world has decided it's not an issue because the politics of that country or that side of the country has decided. Has there been anything for you to, have you debated that? Because I think one of the things that you might, you know, great, so you're going to have a massively tiny percentage of the most extreme social liberal people in each society get so compelled that they're going to do the actual work but that's going to be a very, very, very small group. And I'm wondering, has there been any discussion of that truth amongst you? And has there been any comms planning or any debating amongst you to like, not how we're going to convince people that the Paris Accord matters or climate matters, but maybe galvanize the 50% that do that are maybe, like I believe in it very heavily, I will never do this. Not because I don't believe, but because I don't like to do that. I don't want to do work. And so I'd rather, you know, one tough thing with a lot of extremely social liberal people is a lot of them are also affluent and they want to use money instead of doing. So for example, I want to save the world just like any good person, but I want to use my money to do that or influence, not actually do work. So for example, playing that out, one of the things that we may recognize here is this may skew very young. As activism and doing the right thing has become cool, younger, they, you know, 18-year-old me did not have as much money, but did want to be cool. So I would think a lot about communication here of getting people that will actually do it. How do we make this a status symbol? See where I'm going? Could really give you a chance of making this actually happen. Because the biggest issue with things like this is you're telling us through communication that you should be doing this. And immediately, how humans actually work is fuck you. My mom has cancer. 
the fuck are you telling me to take pictures of the fucking world? That's why we're losing on big issues. Doesn't work. That's why we have nationalism and extreme rightness growing. We did a lot of this for 15 years and nobody liked it. And now we have the... So this has no shot unless you're thoughtful about either building status in the youth and then they'll, they'll do the work because everybody else who believes in it is too affluent and doesn't want to do work. And everybody else who believes in it but isn't affluent and is older is just trying to make ends meet. Very important. This is why all these things die. We're not empathetic in our little meeting here. Yeah, so think about that. I think that will help you have a, you know, you see where I'm going with that? I think it's a good, it's good perspective. You probably could tell by the way, some way I'm articulating it. I spend a lot of time thinking about that. A lot of that. Because I want so many things to happen in the world, but most of my friends that see it the same way, they go into pontificating and scolding instead of actually trying to get it done. That's the danger. And this requires work. 10 photos, 50 photos. You know, badges within an ecosystem that doesn't mean anything fucking means nothing. Right? So, I would, how are you gonna make that connection point? That's super important to me. So by status, you mean like how, how do we give them let me give you a left. Let me give you a left field thing. How do we make a hoodie and then put it on a bunch of rappers and soccer players and other things that matter and then people find out actually the only way you can get that hoodie is if you use this app and get to the badge level. You gotta make the hoodie cool. Having 50 point badge, to your point earlier, we're gonna incentivize with Amazon actions. I do think that works. I like where you went with that. My intuition though is monetary value won't be enough on such an altruistic thing. But having a limited edition hoodie that everybody thinks is, you know? See where I'm going? I think people have to think more. You know, I always dream about like, you know, people want to use Beyonce and, and all these people and I'm like, you know, I would probably have Beyonce wear something crazy when she makes the announcement, make it about that thing, like what you're wearing, which is rad, and then hope everybody wants it and then we tell the world, oh, you want that? Here's how. See where I'm going? Because this, out of all of them, has a lot of friction. You're asking people to do a lot. You're relying on incentives and badges. We need those things to mean something first, otherwise nobody does anything. Fortnite meant something first, then you can do gamification. Not the other way around. Good. We don't have the exact answer. And, and you don't need to, right? Like to me, with only 10 minutes, I take, you know, it's funny, I don't come here to check a box or because I like Michelle. I want to really bring value. So like what I'm trying to do here, I think I did, right? Which is I'm listening. Then I'm like, okay, it's this. Now you can go back and that's what you need to work on. So that's all fine and dandy, but like, you know. You know, it's like, it's the biggest problem on social issues. We're, we're trying to convince people to change their mind who are worried about making ends meet. You think somebody who's making you know, you know, entry-level salaries cares about the Paris Accord? They do not. It's third-generation wealthy people. You understand? Or the youth. But the youth will change its mind fast. So we have to make it cool. Status. Got it? Yeah.
That's why I believe companies have the biggest chance to change the world. Because you're wearing that polo for a reason. You're trying to communicate. That's what fashion has, right? This is my argument on plastic bottles. I keep telling people, as long as, plastic bo- as, long as Fiji and smart water is status, you're not changing jack shit. Status. Got it? Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Nice to meet you. And last but not least, Team Six. Yeah. Nice to meet you. I'm an Arsenal fan, so this is already already already, really already tough spot. Yeah. Hi, Gary. Nice to meet you. I'm Beth. Hi. Nice to meet you, Ryan. Ryan, such a pleasure. How are you guys? Yeah, good. 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 Real pleasure. Another person wearing some some flip flops. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm Camille. Camille, How are you? Gary. All right. Hi. Let's begin. Please. Yeah, Cool. Um, so, uh, our project is focusing on air pollution. Air pollution. Which, um, I guess normally out of sight, out of mind, but once people hear about it, they do care about it, but they don't know what to do. Like every um, other issue. Like every other yep. issue, yeah. Um, obviously, there are weight-like sensors and ways to capture that data, but we found this study which shows that by using... Uh, digital imagery you can assess the air quality through that interesting so we want people to upload a photo as their data entry point I understand it's more accessible than sensors that you have to pay a hundred percent yeah I understand cool so we're thinking about what will kind of get people in there get them to care about it yeah. in the first place um, and we're thinking about our audience group primarily families but focusing on their kind of love for their local area and by taking a picture of their local landscape they're doing something to show their love for that area um, and obviously by getting the data for the air quality they'll protect it going forward and we've got a bit of a, a tiered approach into how we want them to, to show that love different commitment levels so and everything from one single image that upload is valuable to us all the way up to adopting a sensor for schools. So we're going to start with out of home by schools that um, uh, you, that is acts as a guide to take an image. It's a really rough sketch at this point. So essentially, digital out of home advertising that prompts people to take a photo of the billboard uses that as a guide for them to take a picture of the sky above it and then text it or WhatsApp it to the number and then they then get a response and then they get told to download the app to like produce more photos. A limit, right, make it less friction up front with the phone number. Exactly. So I understand, I understand. Try and get the picture and the, the lead long and put it in the picture if possible. So yeah. Absolutely. I like it. You're, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. I've been spending the last, uh, every meeting on eliminating friction, so I appreciate your thinking behind that. Yeah. I think what will be tougher, that I love, execution of lack of friction, a thing I'm a little more worried about is in that quick of a moment, why? Why is going to be so big? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not just take a photo, it's like, why should... Yeah, and just think about driving and, yeah. for, you know, we're in a world now where we're reliant on drivers for out-of-home because it's scary, the common sense and the data that's coming around the passenger looking at their phone, yeah. not at out-of-home. Yeah. So now you've got a driver who's probably more the addressable market. Yeah. Um, so they're not going to do it in real time. 
So I would think a lot about your creative because you're not going to actually get utility because we'd be ideological if we think the passenger's going to do it in real time. It's just not happening. We know everyone's looking at a phone. So now you can only have the driver. So if you're lucky enough to even get that because half the fucking drivers are looking at their phone too, um, you know, we've got to actually do something that makes them. So when I see that sketch, you know, it's funny. I'm thinking about like one word, one image because I'm thinking in the mindset of Okay, I gotta. They're gonna see it, and I'm gonna have to hold them until they fucking get out of the car, and then do something. Yeah. That's a big ass challenge. Uh, something to think about. Just something to think about. You know, I like being practical in these meetings. Yeah, yeah. You know, instead of just checking the boxes for the context. So, just something to think about. I think also in terms of like the positioning of the out of home, I feel like is is key. Like anywhere near roads is probably a massive ask for anyone like to do. Whereas like walking or in a city billboards where people are going to be walking past the buses. I'm a pretty big fan of out of home for like a new age marketer because uh, you can buy them in remit. Like I just like when you can buy them for half the price when they don't have somebody buying it that month and yeah. there's a lot of cool shit you can do. I will say this. I think if you're asking for something altruistic and noble and out of home this is where you get to have fun as a marketer. I would go complete left field. Like for example I would buy 800 billboards, you know, let's say we did at scale, and literally it's just one image of like a pelican, and nobody knows what the fuck. And then we rely on pelican reinforcement in digital to make the connection. Like, because you just don't have any time. Like, I I almost want us coming to work and being like, did you see all these fucking pelicans? What the fuck does that mean? Like, almost like buying Google AdWords against what the fuck, what's this pelican billboard? You see what I mean? Because if you try to be utilitarian, It's hard to do that in a digital asset. In an outdoor asset? Something to think about. Yeah. Which could tie into a brand positioning, yeah. which could be kind of interesting. Yeah, nice. Yeah, anyway, nonetheless. Pelican. <laughs> <laughs> the unlock was a pelican. I guarantee you didn't think I was going to say that. Um, the other thought we had, like, if we have those new schools, are other way to get people engaged to do something through the schools themselves? Have you got, I'm sorry because I want to spitball things that may help you. Have you given any thought to actually making this completely not anything other than an actual game like Pokemon Go, where like literally we make no reference to the fucking fact that we're taking photos in the sky for an altruistic reason, but that it's more of an actual gamification of something completely different, and then a year later we unveil like, haha, actually this whole thing that all of you got into that is super fun and got competitive is actually one big experiment for like, that, you know, it feels like what you're asking people to do is not that hard for something that's hard. So, like, it's both. It's hard because you're asking for people to do content. But it's actually not hard when it's just this. Yeah. And so I'm almost sitting here, like, and was like, wait a minute. Like, no, but, like, here's where all this stuff dies. People just don't do it. Yeah. And now you're going to spend all this time under the guise of Save the World to make people want to do it. There might be a rope-a-dope here. There might be like, could we, like, you know how like the whole croc thing or whatever, like you drop the sneaker and it always lands on, like I almost feel like, I think you could, this is something I wouldn't say lightly. I think you could, if you fucking nailed it, get everybody to take a photo of the sky as their Instagram photo on one day or one meet. Like, it, it feels so lack of friction. It's literally, it feels like something that could be like a thing that everybody just, one of these wild memes that like take over the world. Yeah, yeah. But we never told them it was for this. 
and we unveiled it later and that would give us a second bite at the apple because like think about all of us with like the egg on Instagram or things that happen. If we all did it because we thought it was just this cool thing we were all doing and then fucking a week later an organization came out and said actually we fucking rope-a-doped you. You just helped us make the... That would be like... And the message is even stronger. That was a core idea at the beginning to to go through Instagram, but we thought we might be able to get the data from Instagram because they're quite protective. You know what's interesting? If you actually went down the rope I, I just went down, you could probably put massive pressure on Facebook giving you the data. Like that would be the whole pump light. We did this, we pulled it off, we have it, we can like change air quality. Oh, by the way, we need Facebook to give us the data. Politicians, the humans. I don't know, I, I don't know, it's all of a sudden I know where I got inspired. I'm like, wow, I actually think, like almost everything I've heard today, I'll, I would never do. And nor will 99% of people. People don't like altruism or be told what to do. Nobody thinks they can save the world. I do think if the meme of the moment on the internet was take a photo of this moment of the sky, you could get me and you could get everybody. That's powerful. People only, people only want to do things that are selfish. People are really funny about social issues until it hits their home. People are super against gay rights until their daughter's gay. You know, like it's fucking, that people are selfish and we keep beating this drum as a society, as a global citizen of like, I'm gonna tell you the right way to live and nobody wants to listen to that. That's how we got Trump. So we, I don't know, I don't know, like you guys have such a cool one. I'm, I'm not trying to completely take you in a different direction, but fuck, it feels realistic. Yeah. yeah. I don't know like I don't know why I feel like I just feel like I would do it. Yeah. The only thing that I would say Please. That, not to counter it but like No, you should counter it. But like That's exactly what this so is for. The, <laughs> I'm not going to counter it, but I'm going to have a discussion. Build on it. Um, um so one air, minute warning. Okay. Air, air quality is like an ongoing thing and not a flash in the pan. So how do we make from yeah, a flash but, in the pan? But campaign? but the fa- correct to me, this is yeah. one of those classic examples of somebody who's actually built businesses, yeah. right? Let's just get to the first part of data and even yeah, have a fuck. Yeah. Like, you're right, yeah, yeah. but bro, nobody's taking a fucking picture of the sky. Yeah. Like, like, it's hard. Like, show me. Here's my big thing about humans. Show me the example of the collective citizens stepping up. Like, it's harder than you think. It's been done around celebrity. We'll do a concert that we'll all watch and telethon but fucking us doing, that's me being passive, inspired by peer pressure and picking up the phone. That could work. I just, you know, I would say that's the best problem we could have. Show me fucking 100 million people across the world through Instagram, WhatsApp, other places actually fucking do this. You've already done more than 99.9% of nonprofits ever do. Listen, this is why I sit on Charity Water, Pencils of Promise. I've aligned myself with NGOs and nonprofits that are far more commercial DNA. Scott Harrison is a club promoter. You know, Adam Braun was Scooter, that was built on Justin Bieber. Like, I'm doing stuff, I don't care how we, I don't have romance on how we do good. Most people that want to do good have romance. So it's something to think about. You have one of the least cost of entry points that I've seen. Take a photo of the sky. I think you have permission to do something quite clever. Thank you very much. I know it's a little like. No, it's great. I feel, yes. It feels intuitive, right? Like when you hear me say that, you're like, right. Because 
I think one of the things we don't do enough of is rely on our own common sense instincts. Like, I, like I, in my hope that you go on and like have great careers just for fun, if you would not do something that you're picked, like if you would not buy something or do something or like something, I genuinely think this industry needs to start talking about that being a good starting point, not a bad one. It's not necessarily an eco chamber or a focus group of one. It, you probably represent a significant amount of people. And if you're already like, I would never, you know, and that's what happens here. Like, you're not driving fast on fucking the highway and reading public service. It's not going to happen. That's why the Pelican has a prayer. Probably unlikely, but at least has a fucking prayer. Because you're like, what the fuck was that? And then, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing about marketing. You keep saying it enough times. Yeah. If I keep yelling here, you're going to completely call this company Pelican. I'm going to go Google a Pelican here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so nice to so meet much. you. Yeah, Such a pleasure. thank you. Yeah, good luck. Thank Ryan. you very much. Thank you. Thanks, guys, for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed. And more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. (laughs) Have a great day.